0: Welcome to Chip Chat, an interview series that connects you with technology experts around the issues that industry is focused on today. And now your host, Allison Klein. Welcome to Chip Chat. My name is Allison Klein. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Jim Jeffers, Senior Director and Senior Principal Engineer of Visualization Solutions at Intel. Welcome, Jim.
1: Hi, Alison. Great to be back.
0: So, Jim, why don't you just remind everybody about your role at Intel and how it relates to our engagement at supercomputing this week?
1: Absolutely, yes. So, I lead our visualization advanced professional or more commercial graphics capability. That involves two major arenas today. One would be, you know, what's known as studio rendering, basically helping visual effects and animated movies come to life with high-quality rendering And then we're utilizing that technology and mapping it back over to HPC, supercomputing, to really do as impactful for both scientists and for educating the public and other people in high-performance computing on science, from cosmology to computational fluid dynamics, all the buzzwords for high-performance computing.
0: Now, the last time you were on the show, you shared Intel's engagement within the space of SD visualization. Can you talk a little bit about our focus there to remind the audience about the arena as well as what has progressed since our last discussion?
1: So let's stick with a focus of scientific visualization within the scope of high performance computing. We have a number of close partners utilizing what we have recently created an umbrella term for, which is Intel Rendering Framework. This is a set of open source libraries that do both ray tracing and OpenGL rendering. And we've also added a a denoising capability, which is more of an image processing capability, but it's quite related to ray tracing because of the ray tracing mechanism, how it renders often is slightly noisy at first, meaning really the equivalent of snow if you saw an old style TV. And in order to make that look a little better, it's great to use denoising until it itself does what we call converge into a fully photorealistic image. So those four libraries are what we continue to work on and continue to augment. As I said, we are now getting very close to our first full open source release of Open Image Denoise. There's a lot of excitement about it. It also is utilizing Intel AI technology within that mechanism to essentially retrain images and use what idealized images are. And then you use a neural network AI capability to selectively and maximize performance in basically getting rid of that snow and approaching a better idealized image using the inferencing engine from MKL-DNN. Uh, other arenas, some very cool stuff that we're going to do right at SC18, especially two cosmology applications of molecular dynamics application uh, lamps with a partner, a TIPA, and all running on either a partner supercomputer, like our friends at Argonne National Lab or Texas Advanced Computing Center, so large scale supercomputing viz, as well as our Intel Select solutions for pro visualization, all showing large scale, high quality interactive visualizations that essentially cannot be done in our too large in memory for a typical GPU.
0: You also introduced the term Intel Rendering Framework at SC. What is the Intel Rendering Framework and how does that relate to the innovation that we've driven and talked about previously?
1: Intel Rendering Framework is our term of the package of open source libraries that we do to enable applications to have high quality rendering. So the Intel Rendering Framework is packages that can augment applications that use them. So they're, in general, not applications in themselves, but mostly they're used to enhance and provide higher visual fidelity for both scientific and professional studio rendering. At SC, we're going to focus on scientific, and there's four libraries in there. Embry, which is a low-level retracing kernel library, Osprey, which is a scalable plus volume rendering capable library that's built on top of Embry, it's kind of known as a renderer infrastructure. Embry doesn't stand alone, helps rendering happen, but you'd still need a renderer to do shading and coloring and things like that. So that's what Osprey does. OpenSwr, we'll be showing that on and off as well, is our OpenGL software environment, very high performance within the Mesa communities, open source project. And then finally, this new project, Open Image Denoise, where our first denoising filter and library is AI-based, as I was talking about before.
0: Now, visualization in the supercomputing space is obviously one area of many that we're engaged in professional visualization. Can you talk about how our work with the scientific community helps spur their insight and innovation and where else our visualization work is showing up in terms of other industries.
1: We've been working with HPE as a platform provider, but as a scientific entity, Stephen Hawking Center for Theoretical Cosmology is one of our close partners. And of course, using the late Dr. Hawking's name, obviously this is a very lean forward research oriented organization. We've been working with the last couple of years on what's known as the LIGO experiment, where in essence they have proven and observed what used to be theoretical Einstein theory of gravity and general relativity with black holes colliding. There's a new science called Cosmic Strings, and at FC at the HP booth, we will be live using software developed by Stephen Hawking's team, as well as Osprey using kitware from Paraview, and doing a advanced technique called in-situ rendering, where the compute code is running and immediately delivering data without any storage to disk or waiting in this Cosmic String arena. And we just started working with them on this in the last month, and they've already discovered new capabilities and new theories that they want to explore simply by utilizing the visualization as Cosmic Strings. Amelia Drew from that team is actually going to be on site and one of the Cosmic String scientists, and people can go learn all about that.
0: What else are you really excited about at Supercomputing this year coming from Intel? A couple things. One,
1: we are announcing our follow-on to our code name Skylake Xeon Scalable Processors. The architecture is known as Cascade Lake. And then on top of that, paired with Cascade Lake, is our Optane DC non-volatile DIM memory. This provides a significant boost in both platform memory as well as the non-volatility, provides lots of options. This, in general, for the HPC community, is going to be really a sea change in how we can do very large-scale data. For Viz specifically, One of the biggest challenges in visualization is actually wrangling and displaying large-scale data as compute codes get larger and larger. So as they use things like the Optane DC memory, we will be able to do much more impactful visualization, especially what's known as time series. In layman's term, it would be animation being able to do a whole series of images that are related in time, just like an animated movie, but you're actually doing it live and for the purpose of scientific discovery. We're going to be showing a hint of that in conjunction with Argonne National Lab right in the Intel booth, a uh, nature magazine in October highlighted it on their cover, and we are going to be showing it live. So instead of a nature magazine cover with a still image, we're going to show a time series of a cosmology code called stellar radiation. Stellar means star, and how stars radiate and glow and the science behind all that and how they generate heat, how they generate magnetism. It's a very impactful and useful piece of science and we're literally going to have it in our booth running at up to 30 frames per second over 350 gigabytes of data that the scientists have given us guidance on how to help them with that visualization so very excited about that
0: one final question for you jim Going forward, what can developers expect to see from Intel in visualization, and where should they go for more information about engaging with us?
1: One of kind of the notions of calling it Intel Rendering Framework is really the concept that we are in this for the long haul. We are going to provide the best, most capable visualization from small-scale up to very large scale. And so you will see continued feature functionality in our Osprey interactive rendering arena in Embry that's heavily used for movies. And then that capability, that full photorealism and effect you get from movies, we weave that technology back in. And then in open image denoise, you're going to see not only the AI-based denoising, which is our first functionality, but there are many different kinds of denoising, or in other words, filtering, making the image either look better or removing blemishes. And there's lots of techniques to do that that have been developed over the years and also new ways of doing that. So leveraging things like our OmniPath Interconnect, which is an excellent fabric for low latency and the methodologies we need, as well as the Optane DC DIMs, which will let us do much more flexible and cost-effective delivery. Where to go for more information? Software.intel.com slash Intel RF. Make it easy. You can also do Intel rendering framework if you want to type a lot, but Intel RF will get you to a footprint, a one landing page that talks about our stuff, and then gives you links to other areas to find out more. And I'm actually happy to personally answer emails, james.l.jeffers at intel.com. Finally, one other plug. There's a really cool new thing Intel's doing this year called One Intel Station at FC. I will be there in person from about 5 till 9 o'clock on Tuesday evening. I have actually co-authored several books on parallel programming with my partner, James Reinders, and we are both going to be there signing away and giving people a chance to get some books. So come on by One Intel Station. The other thing that's happening during that time frame is a 50th anniversary celebration for Intel. All are invited. Please come by.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for being on the program today. It's a real pleasure, as always, to talk to you, Jim. Thanks so much for being on ChipChat.
1: Thanks so much, Allison. It was really great to be here. I appreciate it. Ask me back anytime. Visit ChipChat online at intel.com chipchat. And for more information on data center technologies, visit intel.com slash bigdata, intel.com slash cloud, and intel.com slash datacenteroptimization.